0: Coming up, today's guest has two successful exits in the mobile gaming space, and he shares a brand new SDK that will automatically increase in-app purchase sales in your games. Also, listen to the part of the show when he shares about the importance of having starter packs in your games to increase sales. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. B7Dev is the one-stop shop for all your app development needs. They can help you with design, development, and even marketing. Check them out. B7Dev.com With over 350,000 influencers and an audience of over 2 billion followers, Boost Insider is the leading influencer marketing platform to help you drive downloads through the world's best social rock stars. Go to BoostInsider.com to learn more. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.co. You know, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business because I talked to some phenomenal people who have made it in the app space to tell their stories so that we can get action-packed content from them. Today, I got a phenomenal guest. I met him at our first event in Las Vegas in 2017, and I was like, whoa, blown away just by his accomplishments. He sold two different mobile gaming companies. He's gonna talk about some of the New things he, he's working on, including Game of Wales. So stay tuned for that. But without further ado, let me introduce our guest. His name is Doron Kagan. He is the co-founder and CEO at Game of Wales, and he also has a mobile gaming company. I'm not going <laughs> to know how to pronounce that, Doron, but you want to <laughs> pronounce that game, gaming company too?
1: Yeah, sure. Hi, Steve. Uh, the uh, startup is Game of Wales, and the gaming company is Media.
0: Yeah, so tell, tell us a little bit about your backstory, about how you got started in the gaming space and your previous companies. So I started by
1: mistake, like any good uh, story. So I came back to Israel from uh, England in 2003, and we started a mobile game business half as a joke with my friends, at, uh, my pub friends in London. And we were thinking it would be a cool idea to have a multi-international company, a branch in Israel and a branch in the uh, UK. And then it started to fly very fast. It was the first days of the Java days. It was very easy to get brands like Marvel, Disney, EA, etc., uh, And the business flourished very fast.
0: Why do you think it flourished so fast
1: in the early days? It's like anything, if you choose the right market and it grows by itself, you don't even have to to be excellent. It's being good is enough. The the market is growing and you grow with it.
0: You know, I heard this Ted talk, I think it was by Bill Gross, where he's, he's talking a lot about timing and the most successful attribute of a startup. You know, it's not the, you know, entrepreneur's important, business plan important, all this other stuff important, but he's like, the most important thing is timing. You feel like you were just in the right timing for you then?
1: Yeah, I, I 50% agree with, with uh, this TED Talk. I, I heard it also. The, 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 the timing is very crucial because if you are not in the right timing, it will be very tough, but you need to be very strong as an entrepreneur. And because nothing ever happens like you plan it to happen and you need to, to have the resilience to keep on moving.
0: Yeah. So tell us about the, what I really want to learn about too, is the early exits. Like, what did you learn from it? What can you kind of, you know, what, yeah. Like, what did you learn from these early two exits?
1: Uh, first, the, the first exit was really bad. It, it wasn't a good exit. It was a share swap. And I learned not to make share swaps. You need to make a cash uh, uh, exit. Um, but, but not a lot, really. The, the companies never uh, were never built for an exit. Uh, we didn't go and raise monies, VCs, etc. It was a bootstrap getting to profitability and growing a successful business. It It's not really a life changer, uh, an exit like that, because if the company is good, you can either hold it and enjoy the, the process of making it bigger, or you can just sell it.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you decide to sell it?
1: Uh-huh, it was a tough one. Uh, really, it, you, we can always look back and try to understand if it was a good decision or a, a not so good decision. Uh, But eventually the offer came to us, we we weren't looking, I got a phone call from a friend that introduced me to somebody that uh, was very interested to buy a company like ours, there weren't so many uh, back then, uh, 2008, Uh, and in three months we finished the due diligence and the uh, negotiations.
0: And was this not a share swap? You're like, okay, I learned that lesson. I'm going to go cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and share swap, is that just getting shares in that new company? Yes, okay. in
1: the the buyer company,
0: yeah. That's very cool. So now now Demedia, is that how you say it? Demedia. That? Yeah. That's going really well for you guys. You guys have some phenomenal success, like 200 million downloads so far and getting a prominent Apple feature today. Like why start Game of Wales? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: So we started the media uh, at the end of 2010 it's a, a it's a lifestyle business. Uh, we don't have investors just the founders own the company. Uh, it's a small company 29 people across US, Israel and uh, San Petersburg in uh, Russia. Wow. Um, and we do we do games. We enjoy it. and 200 million downloads a bit more now. Um, And we make a living out of that. The challenge that we got into, I think, like four years ago, is that we saw a lot of hundreds of thousands of daily active users, millions in good days, that are going through the games and not really stopping to spend money, which is okay, but it leaves you without the ability to really grow. And on the other side, we saw the giants waking up and really optimizing every user that goes through the app. So we we are struggling how to make the best of every user, because at the end of the day, we are fighting on the same users and on the same time of these users, like Disney, Marvel, EA, and the rest of the giants. So if we shall not be super efficient in how we uh, interact with the user in the short time that is playing our game, we shall lose it. Right. So we were trying a lot of third-party solutions like dynamic pricing and push notifications and segmentation. Name it, we've tried it. I think we spent a year and a half with all kinds of attempts trying to use a third-party solution till we gave up and we said, okay, we're going to do something of our own. Um, and then we've started Game of Worlds. We it didn't be, uh, started as Game of Wells. It was starting as a, a solution to our problem of how really to optimize the inner purchases of every user in the app, because everybody knows that less than 2% of the users uh, actually pay. That's the average of the industry in some apps three and some apps four, but 2%, I guess it's an industry number of the conversion uh, rate in freemium games. And you have 98% that don't convert. So how can you do better w- in this term?
0: You know, I want to get into that and talk to you about what are some of the best practices for optimizing in-app purchases. But first, how do you decide whether to like turn Game of Wales, turn it, this new product that you're building internally into a product of its own, into an SDK?
1: So we started to use Game of Wales on our games and we saw great results in terms of revenues, et cetera. And... We were not thinking outside and I was standing on a stage here in uh, San Francisco and one of uh, 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 Google directors approached me when I went down the stage and asked about the solution. And the bottom line was, guys, you've built something great. Everybody should have something like that, not only you. And that was a great encouragement to open a new company and to offer it as an SDK to the rest of the world.
0: I like that. D when you said you were seeing amazing results, what kind of results were you seeing? Like, are there any specific numbers you can share?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, in our games, we saw an increase of 38% wow. in the total revenues. And I don't remember the exact numbers in conversion, etc. cetera, back then. But this is what we offer now. The, the challenge with the SDK was how do we do it with so many different games with different uh, economics and different mechanisms and different incentives uh, for the user in a way that we don't understand the gameplay and we are not consulting. We don't come to every company and learn the game and implement something. The system should work automatically and that was the, the real challenge we were working on.
0: Now you guys have, you said like up to, on the good days, a million daily active users. For the indie developer out there to use Game of Wales, is there a minimum daily active users we should be seeking? No,
1: no, absolutely no. The whole idea is that you you can start with five users a day. Wow. The only thing that will not kick off till you have there, there is a number uh, till you have like thousand in purchases uh, in total and a number of uh, uh, total users going through the game is the AI and machine learning because. The whole idea of Game of Wales is the automation of the process. We don't expect the developer to be a data scientist or to understand how to segment or when to interact with the user or what's the frequency and what's the special offer. The whole idea is that the system do everything automatically, benchmark it to a test group and optimize it on the go. Got
0: it. Wow. That's amazing. The, and is it only specifically, specifically for games?
1: So we start with games because that's the low-hanging fruit, but obviously apps and web is the next step. We've already been approached by a few uh, uh, apps that want to implement the solution because the solution is... Let's talk about the solution for a couple of minutes. Sure. It's a combination of big data insights together with the ability to interact with the users upon these insights and a very strong AI machine learning engine that can do it automatically, but it's not mandatory. The developer can decide that he wants to do it manually. So the the first thing the developer that adds our SDK see is an amazing dashboard. I know I'm not objective, but it's an amazing (laughs) dashboard that shows in real time the inner purchases when it happens with a lot of information about the user that just made the purchase. So. When a user makes a purchase in a game or a few games of this studio, the developer see in real time the in-app purchase occurs. It sees who is this user, how much money did it spend in total, what other games is playing within this specific studio, and he can decide to interact with him or interact with a segment or a group of users in a specific time or across the board. And when he's ready, and when the system has enough data. Then you can turn on the AI and machine learning. Start with two countries, for example, just to see how it works. Wow. See the increase in sales and then go global.
0: Got it. I love that. Okay. All right, Donna. So I want to talk about how to optimize the in-app purchases in your app and specifically how maybe Game of Wales actually optimizes and what kind of things we should be looking for. But before I do, I want to take my first sponsor, BoostInsider.com. They are the Google AdWords. What they're trying to really build is the Google AdWords for influencer marketing. So essentially, you go to their platform, you put in the price, you tell the the influencers that you want to work with. You can even search based on different categories and then pick the right ones for your particular categories. Let's say games, for example. You want to work with some game esports guys with some tremendous YouTube reach. Well, you can go to the Boost Insider platform, pick the influencers you want to pick, put the budget that you want to put in. And then start working directly with them. So it is sort of like Google AdWords if you've ever used it. But working directly with these influencers. They've worked with some major, major, major game companies. And they've sort of used that knowledge from having that service. So if you need that service too where they manage the whole campaign, they can do that for you. But they've learned so much from working with these game companies that they're now building this platform where you can do it yourself. So if you want to get started, go check them out. It is Boost BoostInsider.com. Dot com, boost insider.com. Let them know if you ever talk to them that you heard it on this podcast, boost insider.com. All right, darn. So wh- how do we optimize in-app purchases?
1: So the first thing we need to understand is that the lifetime of the user is very short, we are looking at industry average of 10% in day 30. So within one month, we should lose 90% of our users and. During this one month, we are looking at minutes that is connecting or she's connecting to the game every time. In these few minutes, except for the gameplay that let's assume it's great and engaging and addicting, etc., we need to find the best way to interact with the user in order to keep, in, to keep him in for the next time or to use the time to make him spend money within our game. So what we've developed is the way that the system predicts where this user is heading. Are we going to lose him? I, it's a churn user next week. Are we going to see him spending money? Or are we going to see him on the free uh, uh, trial in the game? So when w- the system identifies, it then choose the right action. Let's say I assume this user is going to churn. I'm going to send him a gift, something that will enhance his game experience. Got it. And lock him in. If I see this is this user is not going to spend money, it's on a pattern of playing some and we should lose him at some point, then we should try to encourage him to spend even $1 with 90% discount, giving him something really good for just $1 or $2 $5, just to make him a payer because once he's a payer, he's vested, he's in the game and it's easier to move him to the next stage. And if he's a payer, then we understand that we need to understand how much is it going to spend? At what point in, in the game it's going to it's going to spend it, and then try to take it to the next price point.
0: I see. I love that. That's amazing. So you're sort of using all the knowledge that you've gained through your apps, through the 200 million downloads, and then helping the indie developers or anybody really, because the the analytics is so smart that hey, we know what this user, because of the data that we have, is gonna how it's gonna behave.
1: Yeah, because the frustration for not only indie, even uh, uh, bigger companies, is that you have so much data that you just lose it. You don't know what to focus on, and it's very confusing. So what we've done, we took the analytics aside, and we say it's only a tool to use. And we looked at the top-grossing companies, and the top-grossing companies have amazing games. But some indie developers have amazing games also. So what's the difference? The difference is in the, in the ability to maximize every users, the tools that the top grossing companies have and indie developers don't have access to. So what we are trying to do is offer the market in a freemium model. So there is no barrier to entry to start working with Game of Worlds, a tool like the top grossing companies have. So imagine that an indie developer have a tool without mentioning names like the top grossing game companies that can segment by behavior and not by uh, uh, generic uh, data, the users interact with them in the right time with the right offer that will allow them to have better lifetime value and start uh, doing user acquisition in good
0: prices. Now, does this work for iOS and Google play too? Does it matter which platform we're on?
1: No, it's uh, we have uh, native Android, native iOS, Unity and Cocos 2D. Okay,
0: perfect. So it depends on which platform you're on and then you built, you put the right SDK based off of that. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay, Cool. What I want to talk about next too is you mentor, for the Google accelerator. And before we hit record, you were talking about like, you know, you get a lot of the same questions and I get a lot of the same questions too. So what are some of the questions that they're not asking? (laughs) Uh,
1: The first question that they are not asking when they start, I don't know if they start, when they have a game and they go out to the market, the the first answer I give that they don't ask is collect data. Because one of the, the the first mistakes that everybody are doing is that they are trying to make money fast and they forget to collect data. And the difference will happen in a year from the beginning or six months when they will want to go back to the users that were there in the beginning and it will be very expensive to buy new users, much easier to get to go back to users that were in the game and were playing the game. Mm-hmm. So there are many tools out there and I tell them, Start by collecting the data. Through the process, you will want to get back to the data. Of course, I offer Game of Wells because it, it does it for free. But as long as you can go back to the users that were uh, uh, playing the game, it will be much cheaper uh, in the future. And it's a point of difference between you and people that will join the industry in six months or 12 months.
0: But what do you mean by that? So when you say collect data, you mean for retargeting?
1: for anything. Anything you can collect will be valuable later. The low hanging fruit is collect the advertiser ID together with the uh, activity in the game, the paying users uh, leads so you can retarget them uh, later when you'll have update and new content uh, in the game. Anything, the ability to interact with the users that went through the game in the
0: beginning. Got it. Sorry, <laughs> I got a phone call, so I didn't plug the phone <laughs> just to make sure it didn't ring again. All right, I like that. So, what other questions are there? Uh, everybody
1: ask about feature by Google mm-hmm. and Apple, etc. Uh, Apple and Google are quite nice, really, and they have a lot of uh, uh, places that you can uh, uh, nominate your uh, uh, app for promotion. What it's the important thing is to understand. It's not a life changer. We we are featured now in the main page uh, of the App Store in US, in Japan, in great countries. And it's great, don't get me wrong, it makes more money, it gives us a few hundred thousands of downloads, super. But it's not a life changer. The, and it's, it's, it's a distraction of the focus. The focus should be, how do I get to lifetime value per user that is higher than my user acquisition cost. That's the entire formula right. that the game developer should work uh, towards. How my LTV will be higher than my user acquisition
0: cost. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most thing, too, because I hear a lot of the developers, and that's why I'm trying to do a better job of talking about monetization, rent, retention, and all that. Because every time I talk to somebody, it's like, okay, how do I get a feature or do yeah. downloads or how do I do this? How do I do that? And then it's like, well, Are you turning those downloads into anything else or like, you know, I think you're missing a key part. Like how are you going to make money off of this? Downloads are great, but how are you going to make money off of this?
1: Yeah, we, we see it a lot. We, yesterday we had close to hundred thousand downloads for, for uh, our company. It sounds a lot, but if you don't know how to maximize it, they come and go like in a week or two weeks, they won't be there.
0: So because you're, background is in the gaming space, like what's one or two mistakes that you routinely see from a monetization or retention perspective with games?
1: Uh, the first mistake I see is that people resent advertisements within the game. Um, they don't, they want the gameplay to be clean and they don't put advertisement in the game because I'm back to square one. You need to make enough money to buy users because right. your money will not grow uh, your money. Your business will not grow without user acquisition unless you are a super But let's say the rest of the market, it will not grow without a uh, user acquisition. So you need to do anything to uh, uh, monetize as much as you can. One is that the second one is starter pack starter pack and that's an, an insight okay from mm. many a b testing starter packs works if you offer users even if it doesn't sound right starter pack of one dollar five dollars anything in the beginning of the gameplay before they are hooked in the game it works in two ways one users that convert are vested in the games and they will continue to play and pay two there is no bad effect in terms of losing users. I mean, when you offer them a starter pack, they don't lose you don't lose the users because of this offer. So there's no downside.
0: Oh, sorry, didn't know if you were gonna go. The starter pack. I love that idea. I actually worked with somebody closely where he was like, "Hey, we have this promotion going on. It's killing it," and he got a feature as well. But the starter pack, like for the new user, like I might kill it. When should I show that starter pack again? Right at the start, after the tutorial. Right. But then after I close it, let's say I don't buy. Mm -hmm. What should you do as a game developer? Because you should show it again, right? But when do you show it again? You don't
1: show it again. You show something else. And this is Game of Thrones, basically. This is the, the pure idea. So you need to find the user at the right time when he's bumped into a wall. He finished all his coins and he wants to move to the next level or buy a chest or buy a new bike or something and he has 1,000 coins missing. And what you want to do is offer him to buy this 1,000 coins in a discount or something that is time-limited that he needs to do it now. But it has to be different between user to user and what you cannot do in the beginning because you don't have data and then you go across the board and offer everybody the same. But once they are playing, every user behaves differently and his uh, uh, interest is in something else. One might need coins, one might need boost for his uh, diamonds or whatever.
0: Yeah, I love that. Hey, Dora. the... I think the, what the client was doing, you tell me if this is a good best practice, but they were doing like a promotion. So mm-hmm. essentially for like three or four days, Hey, you get the starter pack for like a 50 or 60 ridiculous pricing discount and we're just killing it like a $2, everybody just buying it. The, it showed. So every like, you know, for that time period, it showed every time I ran the game. Is that the way to sort of have these type of promotions too?
1: No, this is what we've done four years ago when we just started. Okay, we went and done last year. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, you know. (laughs) We've been too too many years in the industry, but what we've done in the beginning, we said, okay, everybody, fifty percent discount, and we had gazillion of dollars coming in in five hours. But what happened a week later was a desert, because what we created basically was inflation. We gave them cheap currency into the game and they and then they didn't need it. So on the short term, we've done more money. But when we looked at the long-term effect, we understood that we basically lost. So the important thing when you do promotions like that is not to cannibalize the uh, inner purchases that would have happened anyway. And this is why it must be a smart system. And what the uh, human mind can do You know, we are speaking about big numbers, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of daily active users. You cannot really control it manually. You need a machine to segment and to decide who should you uh, uh, offer a promotion and and who are the users that you shouldn't touch. I'll give you another example. What our system is doing is recognizing uh, users between the different games of the studio just within the studio so say you have five games and in one of the games you have a whale a guy that is spending a lot of money and he's buying only fifty dollars and hundred dollars in a purchases the system understands it and it will never send him a promotion of ten dollars or five dollars or twenty dollars because this specific so you have a different game a new game that you launch and you are going to send everybody a blast of buy pack in five dollars that's a very big mistake sending this kind of user, this kind of promotion. This user should get a promotion for $200 price point or $100 price, point, I see. not less.
0: I love it. And I know I understand why you call it a game of whales because the whales yeah. are the people who spend the most exactly. in any game. Exactly. And In it's... our
1: system, actually, above Wells, you have Neptunes and you have sea serpents, but yeah. That's what?
0: Okay, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm thinking well, what, smart, we, <laughs>
1: what, what we've done is that because we are coming from the game industry, we've built a dashboard like a game. It's a very engaging dashboard. People call it gamification, but it's a reason for you to go back to the dashboard 20 times a day, 50
0: times a day. It will never be boring. All right. Was there any other question that they don't ask that you wanted to cover? Make sure that we covered.
1: Um,
0: people ask about interaction.
1: What, what's the right uh, blend to interact with the user? And when it's becoming intrusive to interact with the user, speaking about push, in-game messages, etc., And... It, it, it's 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 a science how much exactly, but the bottom line is you should interact. If you don't interact, the chances that you will lose them are higher. When you start interacting with them, it can be through the game, it can be through social networks, it can be in many ways, but you develop some kind of relationship between you and, you, and the user and it uh, uh, encourages the uh, uh, retention.
0: Got it. All right. That's pr- the the last thing. Oh, actually the last thing I want to, does it help with ads at all? Like showing ads, ad mediation?
1: Not yet. We yeah. are speaking with few companies. The idea, it, it's quite straightforward because we show uh, a, a, um, a messages in the game. And it's very easy for us to change it to an ad, but we are not going to develop our own uh, inventory of uh, ads. We are going to work with third Party. So not yet, but at the end of the day, Think about the future, so today you need to decide as a game developer, do I show ads? When do I show ads? And basically you give the ad network or mediation the freedom to choose the ad that ideally would maximize uh, revenues. Right. But if the system would show an ad, A-B test it, Like because in our system, in Game of Worlds, when we interact with the user, we, or a segment, We compare the results to the test group, and we know if the interaction was good or not. We can do the same in ads. We show a specific ad, and we measure if the placement within the game and the content was good or not compared to a different group. And then we start an optimization process with the ads also, but not yet. Now we're dealing with in a purchase
0: Love it. All right. Now, I want to thank my last sponsor, B7Dev.com. They've been a long time sponsor, one of the first ever sponsors that I brought back in 2013, back when I was doing the podcast, like early on in the days. I'm super excited to continue to work with them. They are the app development shop that if you're looking for this idea, you got all this inspiration. You're like, I want to put Game of Wales in my next game. I'm so inspired right now from Dora. Go check them out. They will be there with you. They are the entrepreneur-friendly app development firm, affordable, guide you, especially if it's your first app, and they won't screw you. Like I know some people have been screwed in the audience as well. I trust Haim. We talk to him frequently. We always stay in touch. So go check them out. Be the number seven, dev.com, B 7 devcom Let them know you heard it on this podcast, so Haim keeps loving me as well. Doran, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give me one app we definitely have to check out.
1: <laughs> I, I should send people to uh, our games. Uh, our biggest game is uh, Trial Extreme 4. I'll, I'll give a third party also. But our biggest game is uh, Trial Extreme. The latest one is Trial Extreme 4. It's an amazing experience of uh, realistic uh, uh, bike riding. Uh, in a trials uh, course Uh, so everybody, trial extreme 4, go ahead Uh, other than that, I admire Supercell Um, it's amazing the the, the balance, the way that they uh, build their game, the social uh, effect in every aspect uh, of the game structure, design Uh, it's just close to perfection, so Really, uh, Clash Royale is the one that I personally uh, uh, like,
0: uh, but amazing. Yeah, love it. What's the one takeaway that you want the audience to leave with?
1: Um, It's around the corner. You can really make much more money starting a few days from now. Just add the SDK, learn your users, and let the system do the magic for you.
0: Awesome. And Duran, if the audience wants to follow up with you, see Game of Wales, it is gameofwales.com, but they want to personally get in touch with you. Where else, would they, where else do you want to send them? Uh,
1: just find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook, any other place. Contact us through the gameofwales.com. You'll get to me eventually.
0: Awesome. I loved, I loved the starter pack information. Thank you so much for coming on, Duran. I'm so excited to have met you in Vegas. And uh, yeah, thanks again for coming back on here. Okay. Hope we should meet again soon. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.